Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. We're super excited about this episode. Um, we've been trying to get our main man, Rick, on here for a little bit, but everybody that knows in the health and wellness world knows it's a very busy time of year. So um, luckily for us, bad for Rick, he just had an incredibly uh, painful surgery. So we're able to get him in here during his recovery time. But um, yeah, we're excited to have him. Uh, welcome to the uh, Show Rick. Thank you very much. Awesome. Glad to be here. I'm here. I'm here too. And obviously Coach we have here. the fantastic <laughs> Cody Robinson with us too. Um, this kidding. is this is actually the first one we've done together this year. Yeah, for I 2019. Think. Yeah, it's been yeah, absolutely. It's been a, been a heck of a ride. I think already. Thanks for everybody that's listening. And uh, yeah, yeah, we actually just got a thousand plays total. Wow, yeah. um, that's great. So it's been it's been fun. We're we're trying to figure this thing out on the whim as we go. So yeah. if the audio is a little bit off this time, hang with us. We uh, it's Cody's fault. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take full blame. Anyway, okay, so Rick, how do you pronounce your last name? DeAndre. Okay. Rick DeAndre. Uh, real quick, tell us where they can find you on social media real fast before I forget. Um, you can find me at Rick DeAndre, that's D apostrophe A-N-D-R-E-A on Facebook, or at Adrenaline Fitness Beham on Instagram. Perfect. All right, perfect. Yeah, if you guys want to seek him out and look at, and look and see how good looking he is, you guys can check <laughs> it out there. Um, all right, man, so we're going to kind of go about... Um, you know, kind of basically your entire like how you how you were brought up and getting into the getting to the fitness realm and some some problems you had. And I think it really touched a lot of our listeners about how to overcome obstacles and keep keep pushing for what you want to go. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and I know you're like 20 years old. So okay, sure well, yeah, it's been a it's been a long ride. I am uh, am currently 47 years old, and I grew up in uh, Astoria, Queens, New York City. God. World's greatest place, the melting pot of the United States. Uh, it's just a tremendous place right outside of Manhattan. And um, we grew up on the street. We played Ring Alario and Kick the Can and Red Rover and Stickball, Stoop Ball, any kind of sport you could imagine. Nice. I was good at all of them. I was great at none of them. <laughs> it's a true fact. But we, uh, we played from basically sunup to sundown outside. Our parents had to call us in to... Uh, eat dinner and then we went right back outside it was just really a great place to grow up and a lot of great friends that to this day are still uh right there with me through thick and thin yeah. and you know, it was very enjoyable and uh we're a catholic family we're italian and irish and uh we grew up catholic going to church a lot and i was actually taught by monks and nuns all the way up to ninth grade of high school monks and nuns monks and nuns what do you sister, mean you were taught like... sister muriel agnes was my teacher oh, so it was a catholic God. school and the nuns were the female teachers and the monks were the men teachers and, oh, and then they would take a ruler to your knuckles in a heartbeat if you weren't behaving and uh and i had a little falling out uh probably about 14 years old enter the world of drugs which oh, every God. parent doesn't want to hear about but uh new york city is a really a really tough place to grow up and uh by 16 my mom had to asked me to go live with my dad due to behavior issues and not wanting to go to school. And um, I moved from Queens, New York City to Macon, Georgia. God, that's yeah, a big... Yeah, that, that was a, a one buggy town at that yeah. time. That's <laughs> maybe a, that's maybe one different. red light. Yeah, what... what uh, let's see, that'd be year what? Um, that was 1986, maybe. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was... That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't born yet. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, man. that was a long time ago. And uh, I moved down there, I guess... I was 16 years old when I got there. I had long hair and tattoos. And when I started school in Macon, Georgia, in high school, 
uh, everybody's favorite question was, what country are you from? <laughs> like, man, <laughs> this one. <laughs> and uh, I played sports throughout high school. I wrestled, I ran track and field. I played football up to 11th grade, but after my second concussion, due to the lack of size, I had to stop playing football and wrestling became my main sport. Okay. And um, everything progressed nicely. My dad put me in the gym at 16 years old to try to get out some of that uh, pent up energy that I was carrying around. And I did well for a little while till after high school and then once again got back in with the wrong crowd or perhaps I was the wrong crowd. <laughs> and uh, my life went upside down again with, with drug use and I kind of neglected my family and neglected everything pretty much and um, that eventually wound me up with a all expenses paid trip to a federal penitentiary. I got there when I was 26 and they kept me there till I was 31 years young. Wow, so you spent five years there. Yeah, five and change. It was um, a really life-changing experience. Um, I do prison ministry now to talk to guys that have this same stuff going on uh, to let them know that they can make the choice to do better. Um, I've been drug-free since 1996. That's a really long time. That's a long time. And in prison, I went full-on fitness, traded every other habit I had for fitness, and uh, got out of prison at about 3% body fat and in the best shape of my life. And I've pretty much been on board with fitness full-time, never missed any. Um, we're not even talking about more than six months of downtime since, th since that time. And uh, while I was in there, I reconnected with the Lord, uh, reconnected with my family, and now I, I have pretty much the tightest family relationships that you could ask for with your parents and your sisters. Yeah, and, um, yeah I see them on Facebook with you. Yeah, you tag them in a lot of stuff. We are definitely what we call a close family, and I've been very lucky in my life. They've always been there. Every mistake I've made, they've, no, nobody's ever turned their back. They've, they've been there. Every step of the way. Yeah, I, I have a question about um, if you let me ask this. So you're talking about like now how close your relationship is on your family. Mm -hmm. I know you're probably one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. You walk into a room, you're gonna smile because Rick's there. Yeah. Um, you're gonna want to go true. get and accomplish your day, attack your day, whatever. But like, um, do you feel like now that where you are now in life and the way you see things, do you feel like you've been able to have kind of a positive? influence on your family. I know you are everybody else, but like your family. Um, absolutely. Uh, as they have on me, um, they, they now understand, and my nephews and nieces all included, that there's really no obstacle that can't be overcome. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that you can get out of a mistake is how you handle it the very next time those mm -hmm. situations arise. And, and uh, I believe that my family knows just from watching me do some things that that anything's possible. Anything's possible with the right outlook and the right people surrounding you. Um, you never have to be who you were. You can. You always have time to change and become the person that you want to be. Yeah. And uh, I try to instill that in all of my sister's kids, and they've been really motivational for me. These, my sister's kids are just, uh, they're smart, intelligent, just getting started in their lives. You know, they're, they're ranging from 18 all the way up to uh, oh, almost 38 now for my oldest nephew. And, and it's just uh, it's been really a blessing to watch them grow up. And, and yeah. I'm sure they've learned from some of my mistakes. Yeah. Oh, sure. I know, I know Matt's got some questions you're going to dive into. I went to a conference last yeah, week, and it was neat because we were talking about um, like failure, like the concept of failure mm -hmm. and how failure is not an end result. It's just feedback. Yeah. Oh, I thought sure. that's a really neat concept, yeah, the way of looking at it. I never looked at it like that. Because, I mean, you know, we, we fail every day. You know, there's little things. But we I failed can, trying to get the audio together. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but here we are. Like, here it's, we just, it's just feedback, and we're, we're pushing forward. But it was just, not saying we're talking about just failures mm -hmm. in life, but it was just, like you said, like learning from where we've come from or whatever. Um, 
it's just a new way of seeing it. You don't have to label it as like a negative thing. Learn from it, move on. Right. And, I know, and, I, and I know people that have, that have already like listened to a little bit of your story, you know, being in prison and being kind of where you are now, trying to get a, at a, you know, pretty damn high level here in Birmingham kind of kind of like motivates them but you know whatever they're going through it's not necessarily the end all because mm-hmm. it's really not I and mean, we've all been in trouble at some point mm-hmm. you know in all kind of aspects but that's why i wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about um you know the just the everyday struggles you get and it's not it's not going to be the end result you know, you know like the that's end right. result at all that's right um so you got out of jail at 31 is that what you said i did you got 31 out of prison at 31 old. you worked out the whole time is that when you found your passion for fitness. It's exactly right. Uh, that is exactly. Now, once again, my dad had had me lifting and I, you know, if you've ever wrestled in high school, they put you through a lot of conditioning, yeah. any kind of sports, the track and field. But uh, I fell in love with weights while I was in prison. Did I mean, I, I'm just picturing like <laughs> gallon, gallon jugs uh, of water. Okay, or something. That, yeah. that's, let's, let's get that set straight. So there are some prisons that do not have weights and <laughs> yeah. you have the broomstick with some garbage bags tied to it, holding yeah. water, and that's how you're doing your weights. And uh, I wound up at uh, Eglin Air Force Base, which is a federal penitentiary camp. It's what they call no security. So you have to be a nonviolent crime, first-time offender, and you wind up at this club fed, so to speak. And it's on an Air Force Base in Destin, Florida. Yeah. And, um, they had a weight pile while I was there, keep in mind this a while ago. And uh, all the weights that the Air Force no longer needed or yeah. replaced, they gave to the prison. That's interesting. So we had a weight yard that That's would rival any gym you've ever seen. There was no equipment was not there. It was That's uh, it was tremendous. I never would have thought. Well, there's there's a new gym concept. We'll just call it the penitentiary. Yeah, just That's outdoor. Not, That's not like, bad. Like <laughs> Venice Beach, California, <laughs> outdoor style. You know, just go out there and That's sweat not a bad it out. Idea. <laughs> so so what kind of exercise did you start doing? Like okay, so you, you, basic bread and butter, deadlifts, squats, bench press were the three staples in prison. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was all about how much you could deadlift and. Uh, uh, they had everything else, but I wasn't more. Uh, we were more free weights. We didn't, we didn't use a lot of machine weights yeah. in prison. Um, but we started. Uh, me and a, a guy named Henry, which I'll never forget. Uh, he kind of took me under his wing, and and I was just you know a little hundred and thirty eight pound kid, um, who was coming off drugs at the, that time of yeah. his life. And uh, we used to walk the track, which is a quarter mile long. And at the end of the track, there was a bent piece of metal that he equated to a pull-up push-up dip bar yeah and henry said every time we pass that bar you're gonna do 10 pull-ups 10 dips and 10 push-ups and i told henry you're gonna do <laughs> 10 pull-ups dips and push-ups and uh you know i couldn't even do one but we walked that track for five years miles a day so i passed that rack several many several times, times and you know by by four months and then six months and then nine months and then 12 months Henry's hanging two forty-five pound plates off me, having yeah. to do pull-ups off of it, and yeah. uh, just the consistency of that built pretty much the foundation of how my body looks to this day. And pull-ups, push-ups, and dips are still a staple uh, in what I do. And then we just started incorporating weights after that. Right. The one thing that I'm super impressed with you, of course, I met you. Little little story about how, how I met you. I met you at a gym here, and then we we started connecting. And you know, you're you're one of the the only trainers that, and I've been in the doing like fitness stuff for about seven years. Cody, how long you been doing it? Uh, probably 12, 12 or so. So it's about 20 years or so. But that's, you know, you're, you're just about the only trainer that I've never got the impression that you and I are like at a competition. Because <laughs> it seems like a lot of time, you know, oh, yeah. who's a trainer, you know, oh, my competition. You know, it's never felt that way. And I've been super impressed with that. And because I, I don't look at 
you know, let's have a different view on it. Right. Everyone yeah. has their different. Oh, and there's so many people that need to be helped, and everybody's got a different right. walk of life. That's right. And that's right. the three of us all see it that way. Yeah. 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 And but, but not a lot of people do. And yeah. Rick, from the get-go, you're not clicked that way in a, mm-hmm. in a real, you know, professional, friendly manner. Everyone's just out trying to, try, trying to help others. But right. my biggest, how, how do you stay so motivated? Um, okay. I'll, I'll give you a little insight on that. <laughs> uh, you were talking about failure before. Uh, th- throughout the years, I've come up with a couple of sayings that I use a lot. And, uh, in my mind now, at this age, the only failure is not trying. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, you try something and you don't achieve it. You, you, you might can classify that as a failure, but you failed nothing. You just learned that you have to might work a little harder yeah. at that. Or maybe even that that, that wasn't the thing for you. Right. Um, you, you don't know. But the, the true failure is you want to do something and you just choose not to mm-hmm. out of fear or whatever reason. Um, when you've basically been as low as you can go. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of people say rock bottom. I've been at rock bottom. Five below, I mean, I had been that. Yeah. at rock bottom. Yeah, uh, even before I went to prison, yeah. while I was really bad on drugs, I was at rock bottom. And there's friends of mine uh, from Macon, Georgia that can attest to this. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you start finding yourself uh, using the Lord as, as help and, and putting Him in your life. And you start seeing what's achievable. Every day is a good day. Any day that I'm not yeah, every time standing see, in line for two hours to use a restroom in a federal penitentiary is a good day. Any time that I don't have to uh, deal with any kind of um, anxiety or stress is a good day. And just, just being free, uh, one of the tattoos on the back of my arm says, the never-ending possibilities of freedom. Just being free, not, not just from incarceration, but free with the Lord and free with yourself keeps you, or me at least, um, daily motivated. It, it makes every day a good day. What's your tagline? Like even on your, I think it's your emails or whatever, it says at the bottom, like, make it a good day. Make, make yeah, it, make it a great day. day. Make, it a, make day. it a great day. Yeah, it always comes through. It's, uh, it's up to you. You know, yeah, it's, it's, you're just gonna, a, you're gonna, it's just, it's just a positive, you know, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just a positivity. Yeah. How, how do you think, or what kind of advice would you give someone who, you know, it, we, we all find ourselves in rough patches and you're kind of down and out. What, what kind of advice would you give someone that, that's, that's listening that, that, that might be going through a rough time? Maybe they just started like a weight loss journey. They hit a massive plateau or yeah. they're just finding it. What kind of advice would you give them? Uh, the best advice to understand is you're not the only person that's going through that. You're not the first person that's going through that. And at that exact time, there's other people dealing with the same things you are. And the best thing that you can do is, is find a buddy, an accountability buddy, yeah. uh, on any aspect of life that you can talk to and that'll help motivate and push you, which is pretty much what personal trainers do. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to say, you have to have that guy where I could come in and say, Matt, I'm trying to get better from this injury. It's really got me down. And know that you're going to say, well, come on, let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's get going. Uh, it, you need positive people around you. And if you're surrounded by negative people, it's going to put you in a negative aspect. And that's just the best way to deal with any of those things. And you can't get disappointed at a failure or um, not achieving something. It should be a motivating factor to let you know, okay, what I did, I need to try a little harder. I need to be a little bit more focused, have a little bit more willpower, a little bit more dedication to achieve that and then go after it again. And uh, that's, that's basically what I tell them. You, you have to have a, a small group of people that you can rely on. I love it, yeah. I'm reading a book right now. Um started a book. I don't know how many books I actually finished, but I started a lot of books. <laughs> but it's called uh, Willpower Doesn't Work. And what it's talking about is your environment and your, you know, of course, a lot of people 
just use their environment as an excuse, but it's talking about how you can create your own environment. Yeah, right. You choose who you want to be around. Yeah. But it's true. Completely influences, you know, you choose, you know, not to have sweets in the house. You choose right. to have access to something or to, you know. Anyway, so uh, that just kind of made me think about, about what you're saying as far as that. Because this time of year, a lot of people, uh, and that was in the blog post too, about accountability. It's like if, I yeah. just, if I had somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to help with me, I, don't, I needed an accountability partner. And I'm... My response was like, "How many people have you actually reached out to?" Right, sure. Because there are in your circle of friends. There's if you can't that's find someone that's going to hold you accountable, you need yeah. to find your friends. That's right. exactly right. You know? And in, if they might they might need your support, or maybe they've gone through it, and yeah. you know, and they want to they want to help you because at some point in time, you know, we get a lot of joy from from helping other people. Right. And just yeah. playing off of what Matt said, if you don't have a person in your group that can be an accountability person. You need to be that person, yeah. Because then there's other people in your group that obviously they need, need help it. as well. Yeah, they need some uh, kind of mentorship, or else they would they would be able to be there, and, and then that burden shifts to you, and that should be your goal. And the joy of that, the joy of helping somebody achieve any goal whatsoever, yeah. is astronomically better than any kind of pay that you can that yeah. you can get. It's just it's uh, true. It's just amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just to kind of piggyback off that about uh, Stan, you know. Yeah, like around this time of year, people will, I think it's, I think I read somewhere where I think it was yesterday is where everyone drops off their like resolution. This is like, the time. Yeah, it's the 17th, right? I think it's, 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 it's today. Yeah. But like most of the people just yep. t- tank on it. So what is, what do you think upholds your ability to stay consistent with your training as much as you do, you know, Jeez, man, you, you worked out with like every one of your clients. <laughs> daily, and that's and that's you know I, I you know I try to work out every day too. Yeah. You know. Every, yeah. You know, but how, how what what do you think is the testament to your consistency with your training, or I guess advice for someone who wants to stay consistent with their training? Um, for me, the, the reason that I like to be a uh, I'll call it hands on trainer that I like to actually go through every motion with every client is um, I just love it. It is, it is not a lifestyle. Yeah. It is more than just a passion. Yeah. Uh, when I wake up, that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm not thinking about going to the gym and making myself look any better. Yeah. I'm thinking about going to the gym and getting that one specific person that fired up so that they feel like I do about their workout. All and the then I want to do it for the next person this. as well. Sure. And the next person as well. And uh, when they see me down there, you know, moving and sweating. Uh, granted, I might use their weights as opposed to mine, which means I'm I'm not going at a hundred percent. Yeah, but still. But um, they just, I think they catch the fire and they see what speed and pace they're supposed to be moving at. And as I watch their transformation from mm-hmm. not really wanting to be there to making themselves go to all of a sudden they can't wait to get up yeah. and go to the gym that morning. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my biggest goal, and that keeps me motivated to, you know, to help them. Um, just to realize that fitness is, is a, a great way of life. The benefits are astronomical. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're going to have a healthier lifestyle. Uh, you cut down the risk of heart disease and just uh, tons of other things that, that just add up to it. And if you have kids or grandkids and you want to get out there and watch those kids play soccer or softball or even help them practice those things, you're going to have to be in a little bit better condition than most of us let, let ourselves become. And yeah. uh, all that stuff just, just helps everything in your entire life to just become easier and better. And, uh, you know, this is just the main goal of mine. So that's what really keeps me motivated to, to get up and go every single day. If y'all haven't seen what the way Rick flips into this mode <laughs> when it comes time to work out, um, 
Yeah, at least need to go to the home fit page. Or yeah, YouTube, which we've got some because some of the some of the boot camps that Max yeah led, yeah yeah he always works out in them. I'm over here like just you'll see it because he's got this look <laughs> inside. I mean, he straight up Captain America. Is like yeah, yeah. And he the drive that he's just excited to be there, and he'll knock anybody down that gets in his way, yeah, but then help him right back up. That's right. Yeah, push him along. It's uh, it's one of the most inspirational things. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, half the time. It's not. It's ninety to nothing every time. Every time. Wide open. Yeah. And that was That's one of things I was gonna say too. Sorry, that like uh. No, you're good. You know, we were doing um, all the ones that work with us. We do like the behavioral profiles or like the um, what do they call it? Not Enneagram, but the. Don't the Briggs Myers. The, the Briars Bri- Bri- Mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, but like yours, I didn't look at yours till later, and now I get it. It was like, cause like um, I I didn't I meant bring bring your actual like. We'll post it up later or whatever. But yours, it was like um, you're high energy. You want to bring joy to the room. You always want to be. Uh, it was just the way it described you as far. You're going to go out. You're going to achieve. You're always going to bring light to the room. You might be the center of the party, but that's not your intention. But <laughs> right. that's yes. because yeah. of your. Yeah. You know, when I read that, I was like, man, I should have read that's, this a few months. That's pretty nails it, doesn't it? That's pretty. That's pretty clear cut. Yeah, it really is. Exactly his his description. So anyway, awesome. Love yeah, it. that's good. I mean, I think being. You know, I like I like 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 you said. If you see this dude in the gym, man, he is just getting after it and just consistent with it every single day. So I think that's that that's a good good points for everybody to listen to about staying consistent. Um, you and I kind of trade workouts sometimes. Yep. You know, we'll we'll yep. like write workouts out and you know I'll say oh that that, that that that's a good one or that's a good one. And we'll kind of switch them over. And I've got a bunch of yours. I'm sure you have a bunch of mine. Yep. So I kind of know what your what your style of training mm-hmm. is. So. Tell tell everybody. Listen, what what's your style of training? Well, I guess what's your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Philosophy on exercise training, um, whether that be for weight loss, you know, muscle gain, doesn't really matter. Just what is your philosophy okay. on it? Well, for for me personally, let's just take what I do for myself. Uh, it is definitely high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally want to be in the gym lifting my own weights for an hour and a half. Yeah. I like to be in there for forty minutes, and I'm going to give you you know. 110% of 40 minutes. It's going to be full throttle, minimum amount of rest, and uh, you're going to work, you're going to sweat. And the clients really depends on their, their main goal. Um, of course, my workouts are going to be catered to what they want, what they want to achieve. Uh, you know, if it's a young person in school and they're on a um, softball team or something and it's strength conditioning that they're working at, then that's where we're going we're gonna to focus on more of your, um, you know, three reps, uh, three rounds of 10 reps on certain exercises. But I like to mix up legs, upper body, lower body, um, just a lot of stuff that gets that heart rate beaten. You, you run through a circuit. You feel like it's going to beat out of your chest. You rest a minute till it levels out. Yeah. And uh, basically what I've been able to do with that, and this has been honestly from 31 to 47, is keep lean muscle mass, keep my body fat percentage down. And it just energizes you throughout the day when you go through a workout like that. And uh, that's the main things. Everything I base around is going to be some type of HIIT training. I was going to ask you, so do do you do more like lower body splits or like lower body, upper body than total body? Like how do you, as far as clients are concerned? Mm-hmm. We'll do uh, lower body splits and then upper body splits. Yeah. So we'll do, um, for example, we might have 15 reps of leg press, 15 reps of leg extension, 15 reps of leg curls uh, mixed in with some mountain climbers and some uh, hit training there. And then the next day it might be uh, two exercises, chest, two shoulders, Got two it. bicep, triceps. So we'll do an upper body with some hit training mixed right. in between there. Every once in a while, we'll do a complete full body of upper and lower. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times, as you know, we run boot camps. And yeah. uh, man, 
that's where it's at. When you get you out get there fun and you with start, it, yeah, you creative. just have a good time and, yeah. and do as much as you can out there in the, in the allotted time frame. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, this whole this whole fitness gig is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to feel like work either for me, the trainer, or for that's the what client. I was about to say for trainers too. You know, I, right. I I never feel like I'm working. Right. Yeah, you're working, but. You know, working with someone, like I've seen you train people, you're always excited, and I've seen some people train people and they look like they're miserable. Right. I've seen a lot of trainers. Right. Yeah, they just, and it, it's not having fun with it. You don't have that passion for it or whatever, you know, whatever the case might be, but having fun with exercise, whether you're a client, a newbie working out, you've worked out for 10 years, a trainer, you, I mean, you've got to have fun with you it, otherwise you're not going to, and find something that you enjoy to do. That's right. If you like to play basketball for your cardio, well, don't go run. Right. You know, go, exactly. go, go play basketball. <laughs> go play know. basketball. That's right. Yeah. Be, be it's smart a, with it. It's hard enough to wake up at 3 a.m. and be at the gym at 4 anyway. And then if you don't enjoy it, it's just going to make for a miserable day. Or right, yeah. And if you're the trainer and you don't enjoy it, it's going to it's gonna show on your client and they're not going to oh, you know, have full energy. And, yeah. yeah. If your client's not in it 100%, they're not going to get results. And that's going to show on you. They're going to get discouraged. And that's basically the recipe for losing clients. So you want to keep it all fun, energetic. You find out what they like. You incorporate that into the workout. Yeah. There's going to be some things you don't like, like mm-hmm. burpees, unless you're me. Yeah, nobody really likes the burpees. Yeah. Burpees? But, yeah. Where? Where? Who's got it? What? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so for, for, for all the trainers, sorry I keep asking questions. If you have questions, just jump no, in. No, we're good. I'm, this I'm, is good. I'm loading it. But the, uh, so for all the trainers that are listening... Um, whenever you and I met, we didn't really have an established training clientele. Now we do. Mm-hmm. We've worked really hard to be able to do that. We've worked a lot with home fit for the trainers that are listening. What kind of advice would you give someone who maybe has just started out training or they want to think about doing personal training and kind of how to get into it? Um, let's see. Some good advice would be to start at a place that perhaps pays you to train to where you can actually start working with clients and learn how to deal with the different body styles or fitness levels yeah. of the people. So you you can't just make one workout a day and, and hope it fits the needs right. of the 10 people and that you might be trained. Um, so the gym that me and Matt met at was, was really great because there was, there was all across the spectrum mm-hmm. on fitness levels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had to create a workout and then kind of cater it to each individual. Yeah. Uh, once you get that down to where you can take a person, dissect their goals and figure out good workout plans, then you start just talking to people and reaching out and letting them know, hey, if I did this, is that something you'd be interested in? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you got enough yeses, don't hey. wait. Um, yeah. I waited uh, almost we both 15 years we, we to bite the bullet and do this full time. Yeah. I mean, I was crawling under houses doing termite inspections, which yeah. if you've ever had something you're not excited about, that's, that's one of them. <laughs> you don't really want to crawl up under that wet house and look at termites. But uh, yeah. finally, I, I've got enough nerve to just do it. And, and now I love every day. I, I, don't, I don't mind that I get up at 3.50 or 2.50 a.m. sometimes and get to the gym at 4. And some days I'm out till 7.30 at night. Yeah. Um, it's just something that I love. And uh, the results, once again, from seeing the, the, the people's happiness is, is just it's, it's paying itself. I think there's a lot of trainers that don't... Um that don't pull from that aspect of it because we're we we love people you right know? you you ultimately love people for sure i can't stand people <laughs> yeah, so you, you get, get out but but uh that's the thing too i feel like a lot of fitness professionals don't hang on to is like yeah i mean they kind of give them you know maybe there's some credit of of success but you're impacting these people's lives on 
so much of a different yeah. way. Well, it right. goes it goes into their world. Right. You know, someone explained it to me of, you know, when you know, like someone goes and hires like a trainer. Well, you're now a part of their world. That's yeah. right. They have to schedule sessions with you, and yeah. then they're watching what they're eating. Like that becomes a part of their life. Like I started working out with an older lady. And, you know, her little note card she had. And she was putting down what schedules. I'm mm-hmm. now a part of... Yeah. That's, I'm a part of her yeah. life now. She's yeah. on her calendar, buddy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, you know, and I think a lot of people don't really look at it yeah. that way. Look at it as, oh, they're just coming to get the workout. I mean, a yeah. lot of people really rely on trainers, expertise, knowledge, you know, you know, not to get hurt. I mean, someone made a comment posted on Facebook talking about not getting hurt. And she didn't hire a trainer for a long time because she thought she didn't get, she, she didn't get hurt. Right. And now, you know, like two months later... Yeah. You know, she she realized that it's not going to happen. So I think trainers really, I kind of uh, undervalue how much they 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 really mean to some of these people. Yeah, and, um, I, I've had a client. Um, Cody knows him. His name is Mark, and uh, Mark's is that, is that the guy that had the uh, sixty six years old with peripheral neuropathy yeah, in his feet. Neuropathy, so yeah. when I met him, um, he was in a very dark place with depression. Uh, our initial consultation, he had his head down the yeah, entire I mean, time. Tell me about this guy. And, uh, man, I tell you, we went through some stuff the first month and uh, two or three times, just tears of joy out of this man because he, he thought he couldn't do these things that he, that he really could do. He just couldn't push past it by himself. And um, when I finally got to a point where he was at his best, he was able to do everything he thought he couldn't do, climb stairs, uh, do step-ups. And we never did any kind of crazy training, but... He relied on me to be there twice a week. He relied on our conversations. And in the end, he wound up with less depression medicine, if, if none at all. Uh, he had his, health, his head held up high when he spoke to me, and mm-hmm. he just felt better. He was telling people at his practice about what we did. And uh, a lot of other clients that I have, sometimes I do train at 4 a.m., and, and here's something you need to know. Mm-hmm. If you go to business in yourself to be a personal trainer, yeah, don't, right. don't think you're making your own hours from uh-huh. 9 to 5, because that's... <laughs> Not I mean, I had, a, I had a client last Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Yeah, you got to go when your client wants to go. Whatever. And, and yeah. unfortunately, everybody wants to go before work and after because they have jobs. That's right. But uh, uh, my client at 4 a.m. told me the other day, yeah, 1,000% true. If I didn't know you were going to be here waiting on me, I wouldn't have showed up today. Yeah. As that clock room is real early in the morning. Jesus so Christ. they're dependent on you to be there and you, you have to stand your ground and, and be that accountability person and just um, help push them through it. I think a lot of trainers need to go back and probably listen to that because I know we have some trainers that do listen to this. Go back and listen to that little six or seven minute dialogue we just had about you know being consistent with it, understanding that they are a part of your life now. You're not, they're not just paying you to work out with them. They're paying you to kind of transform their lives. In some yeah. cases, it's extreme. Like you said, talking about getting off depression. And yeah. Especially if you have like an older clientele that's getting off all the medicines and... Yeah. All, all, all that other jazz. So, um, but that's that's good. Let's let talk. It, go ahead. Let it. Yeah, I just say let that re. Just let that reignite you. You know, a lot yeah. of people mm-hmm. get into it because they they've touched one person, and you yeah. get. I mean, those long hours can really burn you out. You know, and then yeah. like for me, like I was talking about how we embrace and we you know help these people. And there's a lot of times their go their achievements re inspire me. Yeah. So I pull a lot from the clients. But as far as trainers go, yeah, don't don't let your fire go out if you, if, you, if you feel like you're getting that way. Yeah. Reach out to another trainer that's like right. Rick. That's and yeah. Rick, there's no, I mean, nobody's going to knock you like he does. But Something that, that you can focus on is um, you're going to get your training session in. You're going to run them through their workouts. They're going to do it. Yeah. But what are you doing in between all that? That's, right. that's Are a, you talking that's to your client? Are you becoming 
not just their accountability coach, but their friend. That's right. Are you listening to what's going on in their life? Do you ask them how their day was at work? Are, you, are they telling you stories? And if they're not, uh, you need to develop that type of relationship. How are you going to keep a client? There's a lot of trainers out there. There's a ton. There's only one Rick, Matt, and Cody. That's right. <laughs> and you build that relationship with that person that well, goes a really long way. People that, follow people. People follow That's people. It. I mean, yeah. Anyone can go tell someone to do squats, four sets of 12, right. and, and sit there and look that's at right. them between sets. That's right. But that, that's... It's that you're you're right. It's when we, we, we talked about this a little bit yeah. with all the trainers we have at Home Fit. Yeah. You probably saw the video about staying mm-hmm. consistent with them and sending text messages, happy birthday, yep. great job. You know, I go to lunch with some of my clients. Yep. If I feel like something's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, like a cut I know you know a few of them, but they I'll go to have lunch with them, you yeah. know, like yeah. tell me what's going on, Let's what's talk. wrong with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times they'll open up and a lot of times that'll end up leading into staying with you and also not focusing about the money. I learned this about two years right. ago. When yeah. you stop worrying about the money, the money will just, it'll just flow in. Yep. If you just worry about what you have right now, do a great job with them, yep. get a good before and after, really focus on what you have, man. They'll, they'll, it'll, it'll come in in a hurry. First touch is that touch and that deeper level is what separates yep. good, good trainers or decent trainers from great trainers. And it also separates to me what you get out of your profession. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the gratification kind of that I'm looking for. Know. I I want, I want to see them change physically, emotionally, mentally, uh, in every aspect of their life. I want them to be the best that they can be. Yeah. And if I have any part of that whatsoever, it's yeah. instant I mean, if gratification. You have, if you have part. someone comes in with has like no confidence, yeah, yep. never worked out, and then six months later you see them going out with you know their boyfriend or girlfriend, and mm-hmm. they're you know going to parties and yep. looking great, like that's what it's you know. You do that to people, then then you'll have a successful training career and, and you know like a successful business. But another quick story about a, a female client of mine. So this girl was uh, seventeen, turned eighteen years old when I trained her. You met her a couple of times. Her name was Angie. She was yeah. two hundred and eighty yeah. oh something pounds God. when I got a hold of her. Six foot three, played basketball. She um, kicked my ass. She was a big girl, but she had to be a certain weight to play at this college that gave her a scholarship and uh man we dropped 50 something pounds off of her yeah i remember so you do the math 280 minus 50 she's still about 230 pounds she's a big girl but uh, she sent me a picture from her senior prom in her dress talking about look rick i look beautiful <laughs> and i mean it was just the excitement in her face yeah. uh the amount of weight she lost the confidence she had in herself and uh you know that's that's just priceless that's what you want to see as a trainer you want to yeah. see them reap the rewards and, uh, and, and glow. You just want people to glow. That's right. You see somebody that you impact there, and then you have those few that go even farther. They start impacting mm-hmm. their families, or they start mm-hmm. motivating other people. Yep. And that gets a lot deeper, too, because you start to see your ripple effects. Can I step off of fitness for a second? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, do this, this is yours. I do these prison small groups on Thursday, and uh, I've been doing it for four years. So I go to this same prison, and I talk to sometimes up to 150 guys, and uh, it's just a small group, so we just sit and talk pretty much, and I'm not the most exciting guy all the time, so I, I rely on them to talk as well, yeah. but uh, we're talking about Jesus, it's all run through my, my question, church. question, do you mm-hmm. have to do that? Is something you're required no, to do? Or no, you no, 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 this is 100% voluntary, there's right. no pay involved, I'm not required it, to do it. it, I just choose to do it, it. and uh, I know that when I was in prison, um, you know, it's tough being away from your family for that many years, it's tough going through holidays, incarcerated. Uh, prison's just tough in general. Sure. You, you're not, you lose your freedom, period. You're not just locked up in a building, but you can't eat when you want to. You can't watch TV when you want to. You do it when you're told that you can do yeah. it, and it's just really frustrating. 
And so we go in and we, we talk about the Lord, of course, but we also just talk about life scenarios. And when these guys get out and send you a letter saying, hey, I just want to let you know I'm okay. I've got my family going to church now and I've got this job doing this and that. It is just, man, there's, there's nothing that, that can compare with that. Then you realize that you've done one thing to somebody's life to make them a better person. And, uh, you know, even if I talk to 6,000 people and it only happens to one, oh, sure. it's, it's worth it every time. So uh, it's the same with the gym. You just you just want to be that person all the time. You want to let everybody know that they can be the best that they can be and, and not to dwell on negatives, not to dwell on things that don't go right. And, and if you're a, a client for a personal trainer or even thinking about it, uh, you got more odds getting hurt doing this on your own sure, than doing true. it with us. That's a good point. And you don't have to look at your trainer and say, no, I don't want to be built like that person. That's not what it's all about. That, I'm so glad you said that. One of the smartest guys in the fitness world I've ever met was Drew Massey. And this dude looked like he just left McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, he had, I mean, you, he had the ditties. He had the, you know, yeah. form was on point. One of the smartest guys ever. So... Yeah, so I don't know why. I just had to say that because a lot of people, you know, would say, well, you don't look like, you know, where's your abs or yeah. all this kind of stuff. But what yep. does that got to do with how I, how I train right. you? Right, it's totally you know, irrelevant. It? Yeah, yep. it is, but it's not. Obviously, you want to look the part. And... Well, I mean, I think it triggers people. I mean, because well, I think we're saying that to the fact that you don't have to rely on that. Yeah, if you're a walk, you know, you're basically a walking <laughs> billboard. Yeah, you're basically that's a walking billboard. That's what people yeah. tell you all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not super lean, so I think that's people kind of, uh, they're like, okay, well, if he's not super lean, then maybe he's not going to, you know, I, I guess I take a little bit of a fear factor away from some people. Yeah. But you excite a lot of people the way that you look, that you want to work with you. But then I've known, like you said, I've, I've known some other trainer. Um, he just trains um, like pageant prep. Mm -hmm. And he he does not, maybe it's the same guy we're talking about. I don't know. He does not, he does <laughs> not look, you know, I mean, obviously he can't relate to it. He's never been in a pageant. Yeah, right. But that's his Well, it's like the yeah, I mean, I work out with women. I'm not a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can make right. your ass look good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I don't have it. You know, I don't. I don't do that. That that type of stuff. You just know what works for particular yeah. body types. I think that's a that's mm -hmm. a good point that you you know that you mentioned that. Yeah. You just have to realize that uh, the main thing the personal trainer can do is educate you on what'll work for you. Yeah. Guide you through the workout so you don't get hurt, and then help you achieve your goals. Which a big misconception is that uh, oh, there's this guy. He's all buff and built, and if I join with him. I'm going to be buff and built, and that's not my goal. You know what drives me nuts is the, the, the people that work out and they're all buff and this and they said, you know, they do these online programs. Right. That yeah. can get you in shape. And, you know, shut, shut the hell up. <laughs> that's just, to me, that's just so dumb. And yeah. the dog get me started on these little quick fix, you know, deals. We, both, we all three know yeah. it's a, it is consistently with your nutrition and your exercise, and I think we all three do a good job of preaching at the people. Yeah. yeah. And your weight's gonna kind of do like this, depending on sodium digestion, and yeah. I know for some reason, for, for for some women, the time of the month, whatever. A lot right. of that goes in, and you right. have to, as a trainer, be able to relay that information to your clients where they understand it, because everyone's different. Everyone's gonna respond differently to certain things. That's and, right. Building muscle, losing weight. You, you know, like I gained a pound. I got a client this week gained a pound. Well. She's never lived the weights before in her life. So what do you think probably happens? Maybe you know? she built the muscles. Built the muscles. <laughs> That's right. That's probably what happened. Right by yeah. It's kinda you know, you just kinda gotta you know, be able to educate them on, mm -hmm. on certain situations. People got, yeah, people gotta understand it's a journey too. I mean that's the thing. I mean it's just I mean it's, 
Well, I tell people, okay, you, if you got this goal and you want to hurry up and get it in six weeks, if you hit it, then what? What are you going to do then? That's right. Yeah, yeah it's, you haven't adopted it into your life. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm so tempted to do like a special oh, in February yeah. that says, um, yeah, I don't care. It's our podcast. I say want to. If somebody will like show, <laughs> if somebody will show me their certificate or whatever of them completing a six week course or whatever in the middle of February, um, if you come to us, we'll give you half off your first month because we're in it for a lifestyle change. That's yes. right. We're in it to like impact you on a much deeper level than a six yeah. week challenge. Yep. I'm probably gonna get busted for that. But no, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That, but that's why we wanted to have a podcast. Yeah, you absolutely. know, I can say whatever, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we get on talk, talk about CrossFit and yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. But um, you guys are on two two subjects that are huge as well. One being nutrition and we consistency. Were, that was next for me. And the second one being goals. Um, if you don't write a goal down, yeah, you're just beating yourself in the head. That's what you have pressure. to have something that you want to do. You have to. And you have to put it on paper. It has to be more than a thought yeah. in your head. It becomes real for some reason when you write it down so on a piece true. of paper. And you put it somewhere you, you can see it. You put it somewhere where you can see it. I hung that body fat goal yeah, yeah. right on the wall at the yeah. gym that we use. And, put me to shame, and, uh, by the way. Yeah, I didn't exactly achieve it, but you know, it was something that I was going for, and it led me and it drove me for a little while. And it was fun attempting to do it, and you know, uh, the word fail comes back in. I failed at that, but uh, it wasn't a failure. Uh, everything worked out great. I liked the way it looked, and it, it really yeah. gave me something to strive for. And I think it's important for everybody to. I would put uh, the gentlemen in prison when I first meet them. I have them put five goals down on an index card for when they get out, what they want to do oh, when they wow. get out. Five goals. And I ask them to keep it in their Bible. They all have one. And look at it a year later. Yeah, yeah. And see how they're doing yeah. on their five goals. And I don't know how many times that actually happens, but um, that's well, something Like you said, it happens one time, though. Yeah. yeah. More I mean, you're, you're restructuring your thought process when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Yeah. You start looking at things differently than just a specific number. Like day, I think a lot of people go day to day. Yeah. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be in. Yeah. Is you yep. just live day to day. You know, instead of thinking, yeah. well, I'm doing everything I'm doing right now is going to lead up to that six-month whether that's promotion coming up, whether that's whatever, yeah. working towards something that's a little bit bigger than, you know, I know people that go day to day, man. That's a that's a very slippery, dangerous place to be in. You get yeah. very, um, what's the word, like monotonous with your life. Yeah. Well, ever since I've started doing that big three stuff, you know, like daily big three goals and then a weekly big three and then like turns into a quarterly and then annual stuff. And there's a lot to be said for the way that the brain works and the, the way you tie it and you, really map it out and you do something you yeah, you write it down you, you really fixate on it focus yeah. on it yeah. we're big days, about that yeah. your, your days become some days they feel more fulfilled most days they feel more fulfilled when you're doing that because each day has a purpose that's right you're not just exactly. breathing through it that's what I'm saying yeah um, purpose. yeah and so and then it's just you talk about it, some days they feel longer because you have so much intention on every day mm-hmm. that you live not just trying to get to Friday or get to you know next yeah. week or that's very true I mean that's so it's it's really changed my and then I'm somebody that I embrace every relationship, every conversation, everything that I do. But to, to have it down on paper, and then the review at the end of the week of like what were my wins, what were my losses, what worked, what, mm-hmm, what didn't work, mm-hmm. you you start to achieve a lot more. You really do. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I it, know I started doing the same thing, but with my personal life. Yeah. You know, personal. You know, I've never really put a lot of time into my personal life and you know that kind of stuff, but. And I started doing all that. Now I have an awesome girlfriend, and you know, going out and doing more things in the you know community or whatever. So I think it can apply 
anywhere. Yeah. To whatever yeah. status you or, or I guess whatever category your life that's fitness or you know your right. career or right. whatever. It, yeah, it can really be segmented. I mean, it could be spiritual. It can. It could be vocational, like your work. It could be avocational, which is like extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Like you want to learn how to play an instrument or do something yeah. because you you got to be able to pull from those areas. And to me. I used to want to have a clinic called like total wellness. Like they come in, you identify what's missing first. Like, is it relational? Is it something like yeah, you don't yeah. have to necessarily fitness? Like, what's right. what's the part that you've neglected for so many years that brings you joy, brings you happiness, and yeah. bleeds over to the other? So, um, yeah, you, you have to really. This guy's got like twenty business ideas. He's a brilliant mind. Yeah, twenty brilliant. A brilliant mind. That's maybe a hundred. But to bring it back, like you said. You know, set that goal, write it down. I, some people even put it in a little picture frame. They'll do an eight by ten yeah. and hang yeah. it out on the wall. Yeah, that's really good. And develop a good solid plan, and and then just write about it, like you yeah. said, like yeah. like every week, whatever that planner is. I still use mine, but you know what worked that week, and you can do yeah. I mean, the special part. It's like your business. Like if all, all the trainers listening, you know what what workout worked, what exercise. Did everyone respond to what new mm-hmm. exercise you want to implement next week? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, this guy, the Michael Hyatt guy, pulled it from. He pulled it from the military. And it yeah. was the after action review. Oh, we, to, yeah, we used to do one. Yeah. That's exactly we did where one he after every single mission. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I didn't know if you knew that or not, but that's, yeah. that's where he got that concept from. Wow. The military has a lot of good uh, transferable things. So um, want to talk about uh, nutrition yeah. and kind of what your philosophy is on. Because you stay lean just about 365, right? I do. I love Pop-Tarts. Love Pop-Tarts. Me too. uh, Not only Pop-Tarts, waffles. Waffles? I'm at my ego. Like Egos? Let go my ego. Wow, really? Man. You put syrup on them? No. I just eat them plain right out of the toaster. Makes uh, sense. I like chocolate chip You know, put a little peanut butter on them is good too. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have that in the house anymore. (laughs) 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 I eat a little too much peanut butter when I have it at the house, so I just kind of eat other people's peanut butter nowadays. That's funny. Is, is huge, huge part of my life. I can't even remember what year I started meal prepping, but I still do it. That's I still bring my meals with me every do. single day when I leave the house. I have at least two Tupperwares with meals in it so that I ground don't... Bur- uh, ground turkey burgers. What's the other thing you always eat with it? Uh, ground turkey burgers and green beans. That's it. That's and chicken, broccoli, and cauliflower. Same, yeah. The same every day. It's, it's it never bothers me. I don't care if it's the same meal every day. Yeah. Uh, I just I have to have it. So I'm a macro guy, and I know you've done a couple of things with macros lately. Yeah. I, I know what my macros should be. Uh, I know how to keep them there. I, now, how do you calculate your macros? Um, I use an app called Lose It. Lose It. Okay. So uh, with Lose It, you basically enter your weight, your goal weight, how long it'll take you to get there. And then over the years, I've learned what my percentages need to be for my right. body. That's and, what, that's and, you know, key. exactly as, as you've been uh, preaching lately, 150 grams of protein a day for me does not mean you need 150 grams right. of protein a day. Protein might even swell you up and bloat you. It right. really, it's really different for each person, what their goals are, Based how many calories I blow through a day right. compared to somebody else. And um, as far as cheat meals and cheat things... I don't even call them that. If it's time for Five Guys Burgers and Fries, we're going. Eat it. I'm going to eat every fry in the bag. There's not going to be one bagler left. Right. And it's just not so something I do all Something I want everyone to listen to is let's say you do go to Five Guys. Yes. Now, when you wake up the next day, you're like, holy shit, I can't eat anything today. I'm going to go two hours of cardio. Or do you just get back on? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think like that ever, pretty much. Uh, if I have four kids. They like pizza. When they like pizza, I like pizza. <laughs> yeah. So I get a medium pie for me, 
and then their pizzas. So I eat the whole medium, the whole the whole thing, and yeah. I don't worry about it the next day. I don't just go to sleep, right? You just go to sleep. Yeah. It's over. You start each day the same right. on your nutrition plan as you would have the day before. You don't right. worry about what you did. Yeah, don't stress. You don't stress over it, even if it's a completely like off the rail weekend. And uh, if you do do that, it screws up your. Uh, metabolism right if you do have like a large pizza or whatever and the next day you don't eat anything at all your metabolism that's not right. how you right if you're on a 1700 calorie a day diet and you've overloaded to 4000 calories the day before and you say oh my god I can only have 500 calories today <laughs> the bare minimum your body's gonna store that as fat for yeah. energy because you're underfeeding it you have to right. get right back on where you're supposed to be and carry on the way you're supposed to all be right. it makes me think um, I'm excited that we're, we're gonna try and get but Dr. Rachel Davis on here mm-hmm. for one of our upcoming because that's her business. It's like she's a fuel coach is what yeah. she calls herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, she is a um, – she's got a doctorate in nutrition. She's a, a marathoner. She, oh, she wow. used to be one of my athletes at UAB. And um, anyway, just kind of hitting on the – like you said, like you're underfeeding it. Like it's right. yeah, it's fuel. It's got to right. be – and the more, more you can understand that, yeah. the, the less you stress over – this and that and actually just feel about it and know what to, know what the clean, what's yeah. the cleanest fuel you can eat you know sometimes yeah. you it can get by on some some lower grade but the more higher right. octane the cleaner it's going to burn right. the that's farther right. it's going to go and more yeah. it's going to have that's exactly right it makes total sense to me I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you touched on that a lot of people will freak out about that if they have a bad night or yeah. had to, you know a couple of drinks with their whatever the next day they're like oh, I gotta go do two hours of fast cardio and then starve myself with salad all day exactly you know? you know it's technically the same with sleep mm-hmm. if you if you, you under sleep yeah you can't make up sleep you so you can't up. sleep two hours one night and say you know what i'm gonna go to bed and i'm gonna sleep 10 hours this next night to make up for it you'll just make yourself more tired right. because you spent too much time in the bed sleeping you just go about your normal schedule each day and, and reset the very next day and start right. from where you're supposed that's to be exactly correct don't overanalyze if you have a bad day everyone has a bad day right yeah. that's why i was right. uh, I, I did a video about tracking or how to how to come up with your with with your particular macros, and it was saying you know people will track their food for like three days, and mm-hmm. see where it's at. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I need to do you know it's not long enough. Right, like it a needs full, to be longer. Like, right. Oh, no, a week, like a full seven week. days of right. just tracking everything you put in your right. body. That's going to tell you if you had a bad day at work or yeah. something you went out with your husband or whatever. It's going to tell you like a full week of what what right. you would usually eat. Yep. I think that's important too to kind of get across. So if you can't just track food for a day and you say, "Oh, I lost weight. Oh, that's where I need to be." Yeah, you know that's no, not. I can't. It's not really how that works. Yeah. I, I think a week's the minimum. Minimum. I'm gonna need y'all to hold that. hold me accountable to that because y'all. I mean, y'all know me. I mean, uh, diet. I get it, and the concept of it, and whatnot. And uh, that's probably one area that's. I mean, when it comes to health and fitness, we're always gonna have something that's like you know lacking. I can mm-hmm. go work out all day long. Go right. eat and go work out. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let y'all be my accountability <laughs> partners going into like track. I just like talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like teaching people. About well, that's the thing. I mean, because it's like when I first started training, um, I worked in a more of a kind of a medical facility type thing, and then what I had a client who um, he was a cardiac, he was a surgeon. He was like you know a cardiovascular surgeon or whatever, and so like. I was so intimidated when he came in because I was like, I, you know, I'm underqualified to work with this guy. And, you know, he just yeah. wanted to build, you know, a better upper body or whatever. And then I, I learned that, um, you know, this guy might be able to take my heart out of his, you know, out of my chest and put a new one in. But he don't know how to build his biceps or he don't know how to, right, right. you know, do this. And that's that when it flipped for me. And I was like, okay, I have a purpose. Right. It also made me realize that no matter the profession, no matter the... Um, income that somebody makes no matter where they come from you know Value. social status or whatever mm-hmm. 
what we're talking about right now applies to every single person that walks this yeah, earth, which to me puts right. it on a whole other level and perspective. And that's true. And a lot of people don't know a lot of the, the very basic right. macronutrient stuff or, you know, one gram of proteins, four calories, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which yeah. is really mind-blowing. But it's like I told you about alcohol, one gram of calories. One gram of alcohol equals seven calories. Right. A lot, a lot of, of people, people don't talk like, about alcohol. Huh? Right. Yeah. And that's something that... They don't want to add beverages in they don't want to add that into yeah, their daily right. intake, which is huge as well, especially if you drink something with calories in it. Right. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people... I don't know. I don't know if it's just lack of... I don't want to say it's lack of interest. I think it's lack of research and lack of quality information because there's so much shit out there. Yeah. I think it's, it's denial, just, too. Like yeah, at some point, too, maybe I'll write a book about, you know, uh, in the world of <laughs> denial because... It's like we're, talk, we're talking about writing down your goals. We're talking about tracking your stuff. They're not week. being honest right. with themselves. That's, that's your biggest thing. That's I really think that should, I really think yeah. you should trademark people, that. Because people people aren't honest with themselves. Right. And, and especially if they know that I'm going to look at their food for a week. Right. They don't want to tell me yeah. that they had four Diet Cokes you know, throughout right. the week and they're not going to put them in there. And I'll look, at, I'll look at some stuff sometimes for a week and I'll be like, you didn't have one beverage at all the entire week? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I did, but I didn't put that in there. Right. Okay, how many did you? (laughs) So so, so don't come to me bitching because you're not losing weight. There's no way I can help you if I don't have all the facts. What they say in research, um, they say everybody lies, but they lie consistently. (laughs) So at least you you can kind of figure out. Yeah, you can find find the pattern. Yeah, I think it's like like you tell one lie like every seven seven minutes. Wow. I think the the average person tells one lie like every seven minutes. So if that's the case, then we've each lied about five times. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that's my biggest thing is I think a lot of people aren't honest with themselves. They lie to themselves about what a realistic goal is or what they've done in the past. Or even it could be as far as, like, you know, a bad uh, – well, anything, any kind well, of I used to, I used to try and deny finances. Right. I mean, that's totally, a like, big I was like, I don't want – there's not a bill there. There's not right. this, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, of course, it took having to, to own the business to realize that if you can actually, if you really Face know it. where stuff's at, right. yeah. it empowers you. And that's oh, yeah. what we're trying to do to people, and we're trying to say it. It's like, right. it's not, it, you're hurting yourself more by trying to avoid it. Right. But, you, but when you come empowered, you, you get this, like, grip on your life, and it right. starts to go into the next. You feel in control. Yes. And that's the, that's where, and there's so many people in this world, and we all do it in some areas of our life, but if you can find one that you can attack this year or this mm-hmm. quarter of the year, I promise you, it will start to it will start to bleed over into other areas. That's right. And even if you do break your life up into which I've done this year, which I have you to think breaking your life up in quarters. Yeah. You know, instead of or, or your year up in quarters, instead of looking at it from in two thousand nineteen, I'm gonna uh, start eating better. Well, okay, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but, yeah. But maybe the first quarter of the year until yeah. September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe maybe like the first quarter of the year, I'm gonna start adding a little bit more vegetables. Maybe mm-hmm. the second quarter, I'm gonna have. Start eating breakfast consistently, whatever, man. Like, but that could be applied to like your career and um, as far as your workouts, and it could be applied to everything. You're breaking your 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 year down into quarters. That's big for me. And what's the most actionable thing? Like, what can you take action on now? Now, right? Like, and have success. What, on no matter what little it is, mm-hmm. you know, like for you. And the biggest thing for meal in meal prep when I'm I'm always been the healthiest when I've got a meal prep, but I fall out of it right. a lot. Right. But like it's that one thing. It's like what you know. What's the first thing I could do to meal prep? Okay, go buy some turkey burger, or some yeah. turkey meat, and some green beans. Yeah. <laughs> buy those four things. Be like Rick. <laughs> go spend the money <laughs> on yeah. putting in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, but it's not even that expensive. No, it's very inexpensive. It's like fifty bucks. I, I've I've done some videos. You might can see them on Instagram. I'll, I maybe will repost them 
a little bit about meal prepping versus eating out. Yeah. And I don't care how healthy oh. or clean I eat, it's less expensive oh, than eating out, period. There's no, no question there's not about even, it. There's not, no, there's no word. And that's a denial by a lot Close. of yeah. $9.36 for a pack of turkey meat. It makes eight burgers. Eight right. four-ounce burgers. Those are big burgers. Yeah. Eight. You cannot get eight burgers for yeah. nine bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, Hell this no. is not going to happen. Maybe, yeah. I think, yeah. Even crystals might. <laughs> if that's really considered a burger. <laughs> I don't know what that Bread is. with a little pickle on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right, man. We, well, we covered a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. What um? Great. Since since I mean since we're here, is there anything that you you want to bring up, or you feel like we need to address? Or? Um. Well, I I'd like to say to any listener out there, um, don't be afraid of of pretty much anything. Uh, live your life, enjoy your life, reach out for help, and if you don't need help, then look for others around you that do, because uh, in, in everybody's group, somebody needs a hand. Yeah. And uh, just try to be the best you can be every single day. Every person you meet, smile, reach out. Uh, when it all comes down to it, this world is ruled and governed by love and nothing else. So mm. uh, just be the best you can be every single day and everything else works itself out. I love it. <coughs> anything else? I got one more question. We're going to start. I'm going to start doing this for every guest. You live, so you've, you're what, 47? 47. 47. Creeping up on forty eight. You know where I'm going with it? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna change it a little bit though. I, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. But let's say, um, so you've got. So you live 47, 47 years. Mm-hmm. What are two things that you would like to tell anyone that's listening that are that have that have helped you the most, get you to the point where you're at? Just two, like two short sentences mm-hmm. of just. It could be anything in the world. Anything in the world. Just change it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that, what's the question? Though? What are, two, what are two sayings or two things, mm-hmm. two short sentences that your 47 years of life that you've learned that, that you think would be the most impactful for people listening? Besides everything else, okay. just two things that uh, you follow by, that you, that you live by, whatever. Easy. Uh, easy. The first one would be grow from your failures. Grow from your failures. Uh, don't run from your mistakes. Don't hide from your mistakes. Don't throw them in a closet. Learn from them and grow from them. Uh, make yourself better. And the second would be um, realize in life what's most important is people. Love people. Don't worry about money, finances, and anything else. Everything else will follow through. Love it. I can't, I can't, I can't follow that. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty spot on. Got, man. Yeah. All right, Rick, we, we, we definitely appreciate you coming on with us, man. It was a good hour-long uh, deal. So It's going to break the internet. It's going to break that. <laughs> make, make sure you guys uh, share this thing with old Rick. I'm sure a lot of people would benefit from listening to that. So, yeah, pre- appreciate it. Got anything else? No, I think it's good. Rick, thanks for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks so much. This episode is proudly presented by HomeFit Fitness Consulting. They are your in-home personal training and yoga company. Now, these guys are running some awesome specials, 30% off premium sessions, 20% off express, and 15% off a of virtual. Make sure you go visit their website, homefitconsulting.com, and tell them that we sent you.